Observation deck of Concourage Media Tower. Welcome to Front Sight. Welcome, welcome. You know what I just pictured when you said that? What if one day um, that uh, that building on I four was completed, the eyesore on I four? What if that was completed and and Encourage Media was like had an observation deck? Oh, that would be really cool. That'd be really cool. It's close to the church too. But honestly, probably like your children will probably be the one that are up there. <laughs> not, not Roddy, maybe your kiddos. I don't know. You know, by, by the, the timing it gets there, by the time that building gets yeah. done, I, I, don't I don't think know. it'll ever be finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're getting pretty close. Are yeah. they? Yeah. For it's real? A lot closer. Raina said that the other day, but I still see so many blown out windows and I don't see lights. But I mean, I, but it's because I mean, they build it and then like people graffiti and stuff. So it's can you good. imagine? Yeah. How do you know people graffiti? I mean, there? it's oh. not me. Oh. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> are you trespassing on a regular basis? <laughs> I, you know, actually, I probably shouldn't say this on a yeah, podcast, you but shouldn't. I'm going to say it anyways. My sisters and my sister's oh, boyfriend. you're telling on somebody. My sisters and my sister's boyfriend, when they were first started dating, this is a good story. They went to an abandoned golf course okay. and there was like a clubhouse and people go in there and like graffiti all the time because it's, right. it's been abandoned for a couple of years. And so they're in there and they're all like having fun, right? And then my cousin, he starts making a bunch of noise. He starts breaking stuff. And then the cops get called on them. And they're all inside the building and the cops surround the entire what? building. And actually, I think my sister was like, oh, guys, there's police here. We got to go. <laughs> and right when she said that, like everyone stormed the building and they all got detained. What? Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Wow. But yeah, now he's a cop, so Oh how funny. <laughs> but but wow. yeah, so Did they pull the auditor. Am I being detained? <laughs> no, they they all started crying. No, I was <laughs> no. Yeah. But you know what? To me, that's like um that's like warfare. It is warfare. I feel like it's probably like the warfare of it's more like into mental warfare than it is real physical warfare, I feel like. Why? Wow, because they started crying like at that moment? You they know, like, I feel like if they were just a little bit stronger, they would have been fine. Oh, how funny. <laughs> how funny is that? But now, if I if I had like a problem where I was like, I'm trespassing, I don't want to be caught, like how would you help me out with that? Don't trespass. On, on front sight? Oh, is this a bad place for that? Um, You mean how would I help you out? How, like, would, I how help? would you help me not get trespassed? Um. They have a great program in Seminole County called um, Juvie, also known as Juvenile Detention. They they do great classes there. You'll meet I don't great think friends. I qualify for that anymore. You'll meet great friends. Yeah. It's an IQ barrier. Oh <laughs> my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That's oh. awesome. What are we talking about, Pastor? Ron? <laughs> That's too funny. It's an IQ barrier. Oh my goodness! No, I'm still on the graffiti of I four. So yeah, I did. I, I thought I saw Jay Money on the outside of the building. So we were all like, "What's up?" You I know, know. I, I know him pretty well. Okay, yeah, you do know him pretty Jay well. Money. Anyway, I'd love. Okay, let's just imagine we're from an observation deck this morning, and um, we are we are we are talking about. You know, here's what I want to talk about um, today, and you guys help me with this. Um, manhood is warfare. Would you not agree? Yeah. Yeah. 
Hundred percent. I mean, it's it's now. Can can I just say this? Even if I weren't a Christian, it would still be warfare. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, think about that for a moment. So, as as a man, um, in the culture that we live in, and not just like currently, but no matter the culture, you're always trying to man up. Mm-hmm. Can I also confess this that even still today, like I still man up. Like when I walk into grocery stores. Or our, or like if I'm on the if I'm on the road and a bigger Ford pulls up beside me, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I got to sit up taller in my truck. Like this guy's got bigger tires. You know what I mean? Or there's this guy coming at me, and he and if, and if I'm with Raina, and he's of course looking at Raina. Oh, I bow up. I'm like, I'm like, mm-hmm. Raina, take the cart for a moment. I'm gonna walk in front of you. I'm like, yeah. you know, and yeah, I'm a pastor, and you think I'm supposed yeah. to like pray for that guy and <laughs> offer communion there in public or something like that? I don't. <laughs> what I, what I mean by Keebler that is cookie. Yeah, I know yeah. you were just looking at my wife, but yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Would Would you like this? Would you like this wafer? And let's have the Lord's supper. No, I don't do that. Like, no, I. My point is like, no matter no matter if you're a Christian, we still face the same battles. Yeah. Am I enough? Am I making enough money? Do, does my life matter? Um, do, does my wife care? Do I care about my wife? Do my kids? Like we, st- even without being a Christian, men still face all of these struggles. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, it's even worse than. I mean, I, we're making light of it, but men are expected to be very hard, have a hard exterior, but then if you're too hard, you're slammed for it. You're expected to to you know have emotion but if you have too much emotion you're slammed for it yes if you're if you're not perceptive to emotion you're, you're told to like hey you got to block off a lot of the the nonsense the, the yeah. frequencies that are just not productive but then if you're not taking the one signal that you need to take you're blasted so it, it's you know even if you're not a christian you're as a man it's it's rough oh it's, you said culture's it well. making it worse you absolutely you know? said it right mm-hmm. and i think that's what that's the difference though because um all men have that same struggle but we kind of have something that's like that we can point to that's like actually giving us the right way to do it not what right. culture tells us to do it so yes and and that that is 100% it um, so yes, again, full on confession. Yes, I'm a pastor, been a pastor for a number of years, but down deep inside, I mean, I'm, I'm still a guy. So I still, I, every once in a while, I still think like Ron, when I was 18 years old, like I still think I'm 18 years old and athletic, mm. um, and, and, and very get, become very competitive. I still think like I'm, I'm still a Marine in certain areas and Rodney, you said it well. So there's all those messages of, you know, you're too weak. You're not strong enough. Um, you're not listening you're listening too well. And that's what I mean. So manhood is warfare. And not to mention that, so we go from job site to job site, some men do. We go from sales interaction to sales interaction. We go from employee to employee or boss to employee or vice versa. Like no matter what work industry you're in, um, you're constantly going to new environments and you're sizing up that environment and trying to discern what to be. Adapt and overcome. Adapt and overcome. And then when you come home, for the most part, you want to relax and not like have to yeah. man up, if you will, or try to decide the situation. But that's, as we know, we're learning, that's when you you really man up is when mm-hmm. you come home, but we're often tired mm-hmm. in doing that. And so the whole point in this for Frontside is just reminding men how these things become second nature. Yeah. So the more we can talk about manhood as warfare, I think the more we can remind them that I'm praying that after so many times of hearing it, that it that it becomes second nature. It becomes a little easier 
to be a man, to be a godly man, to be a godly husband, to be a godly father in all the changing environments and circumstances. But nonetheless, guys, let's just admit it, manhood is absolutely warfare. So we want you to stay in the fight. Mm. We want to remind you to keep your head in the game. We want you to be alert, be aware of what's around you. And, and we consume our time with being alert and being aware to pay the bills, to close the yeah. deal, yeah. Yeah. to get the kids out the door, um, to pay attention to the wife. I mean, all get I, yes, life just consumes all of us. But what I want to dial in in this um, episode, this podcast today, is really this right here. We have to go back to some of the invisible, unseen things that support manhood, because if we're not focusing on those things, then we really aren't going to stay in the fight. We're not going to fight the fight. We're not going to be successful in the fight. We're going to remove ourselves from Mm -hmm. it. Okay, so I want to develop this idea one more time um, just for all of us, because I know me. And most of the time, okay, there's two things these podcasts come from. One, what I'm what I'm hearing from guys uh, all over. So when I say guys, let me define that. I'm hearing them from pastors around the country. Um, I'm hearing them from just friends, uh, if you will, around me, and from my own experience, like what's happening in my head. Uh, there's a new stage that Rain and I are going through right now, and it's two out of our three children are adult children. They're married and out of the right. house, and and so we're you know it's new to us, and it's not this empty nest newness to us. It's like, what is our role now as a parent? What does that look like to them? And in some respects, I'm having to sort of uh, maneuver and become a little different, something different needed now for Raina with her care for her mother-in-law and the stage of our children and, and, and yeah. a grandchild. It just, it never stops. The, the redefinition of who you are, who you are in Christ, what is your role as a husband? What is your role as a father? What is your role as a boss, employee, manager, single guy, young adult, whatever yeah. that may be? Nonetheless, despite all that, every one of us um, are in a fight, yep. and becoming a man, uh, becoming a godly man, is a process, but it's a, it's a warfare process. So you're mm-hmm. like a you're like a you're obviously in this analogy you're like a warrior like a. Like, you know, since you guys are Marines, I guess it would be good to say you're a Marine, but it's yes. not like you're staying in the same uh, battlefield the whole time. You yeah. know, you're you're right. obviously, you're getting stationed different places all the time and you have to be able to adapt yeah. to yes. where you are. Well said. Yeah. So there's um, different types of like things coming at you too. Yes. So I guess what we're trying to do is figure out how to, how to adapt to those situations and how to how to use what we have currently to apply to where we are going to be. And and, and even more importantly, how to remain engaged, mm. to don't step out of the fight. Yeah. Because dudes, very quickly, we're, we're very ROI-focused. ROI right. If we're not getting a return, we move on to the next thing. Oh, Ooh, 100%. Yeah. Well yeah. said. Yeah. So how do you stay in the fight when you're not getting a return and trust in the hope that God gives us through his word yeah. and stay dialed in on that rather than flip the switch, which is everything your human instinct tells you. To 100%. I, I don't know where this podcast lands versus the sermons that um, uh, are going to be preaching, but man, remind me to come back at some point in this podcast or another one and talk about the whole um, Elisha Joash conversation where he tells oh, yeah. him to shoot the arrows out the window and homeboy gave up halfway through because he didn't see the results. 
wow, I need to preach on, teach on, talk on, remind us that one. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. Let me. Can I do this really quick? So this isn't in the script, but I want to go back and remind us the verses that set the stage um, for front sight. It's Second Timothy chapter two. So when I say we're in a constant bite, here's a, a battle. Here's what he said. A fight. Here's what he says. He says, "Share in the sufferings." Let me pause there. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ. Mm. Okay. Let me pause there. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits, since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. Now, one of my favorite episodes, he, he describes us as a soldier, an athlete, and a farmer. Okay, so to George's point, different battlefronts that we're constantly on. So let's talk about this. Can we develop this? How, how can you and I, number one, recognize that becoming a man um, is, is a process that never ends until Christ calls us home? We don't ever reach like, now in our culture, we say you're a man when you're 18. How in the world are you that? Hmm. All right. Like, I don't, like, I think I was still a, I know I was a boy. That's when manhood starts, I feel like. Yeah. Right, kind of like you're, exactly. You're, you're a baby. Man. I think you're more self. <laughs> you're a baby man. A baby. Man. I think you're just more self-aware yeah. at that age, but you're completely, you know, unaware. I mean, yeah. I definitely did not become any more self-aware when I turned eighteen. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, which is why you are exactly yeah. who exactly. you are. Exactly. I that's mean, that's funny. What I <laughs> but honestly, that's why I'm a huge fan. I don't know if anybody else. I'm a huge fan of. I think if if possible, every young man ought to go through some form of military boot camp. Doesn't have to be Marine Corps when they're 18, even mm. just for three months out of their life. Because I know for me, I thought I knew everything at 18. Mm-hmm. I, I do. When I, I, you know, I could tell my dad how to run his business. I could I tell thought my, I knew everything at 35. Right. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I, I knew how to conquer the world at 18. Oh, boot camp taught me a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, it reminded me of that. So let's, can we develop this idea of how, how we can de- remind men that manhood is warfare, how to stay in the fight, and just this, can we just revisit some basic biblical elements um, that you you don't become discouraged, you don't quit halfway through, you don't shoot three out of your six arrows out the window and stop halfway through. So number one, we got it. We can't. We never veer far from this. This is this is this ought to be paramount. Number one in your head. Yeah. You have to remind yourself there's an enemy. Mm. Yeah. Remind. We have to be reminded there is an enemy. The Bible tells you and I to be alert. On watch. Yeah. That's constant. Roaring lion. He's a roaring lion. That's not that's not passive. That That, description is not passive. That's no. That's like an in your face serious threat. I see a difference in my own life when I'm not on alert mode. Mm -hmm. You know, like if I like if I'm like, you know what, I got tonight off. Like Mm. I can just relax. Then I'm like zonked the whole night, you know. Oh, it's not a real word, but what I mean is... <laughs> That's a real word. That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah, I got yeah. it. All like of a sudden, you're not... spraying graffiti in a... Yeah, exactly. Then, I'm, then I go into a legal thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but for real, like it's it's there's a reason that they say that in in Tim, Second Timothy or where... Where did you find that? Second Timothy? Is that right? With, with the verse I just read, yeah. Second Timothy 2? Oh. Yeah. Oh, I don't oh, know. Be alert yeah, yeah. or... Be the, alert. The like, there's a reason they say that because when you stop being alert is when he's going to attack. Yeah, be alert is um yes. So sorry about, but good question. Be alert is First Peter five. Yeah. Oh, uh, that we're engaged in warfare is Second Timothy two. But so mm. all right, so let, let's, let me ask you this question. So how do you stay alert 
and and find rest. Like uh, so, when the Bible says "be alert," does that mean you're always on "quote unquote" fire watch? Okay, you know, in Marine Corps boot camp, you know, is it does it, does it mean you're walking the wire? Does it mean you're man in a post? You don't want all to be the on mega anxiety all the time. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to. No, that just means you are constantly discerning. Yeah. That in every conversation and in every circumstance and everything that's coming your way. You need to be aware and filter it through the power and the person of the Holy Spirit. That's what it means mm-hmm. to be alert. To your point, Jordan, um, we can sort of let ourselves down. There's a statement that's not in the Bible, right? But there's a statement that says, idle hands are the work of the devil. Yeah. There are a lot of guys that they get into trouble when they they do zonk out, when they're just like, I'm going to put everything in neutral. Now, I'm not saying you can't have downtime, but even in your downtime, you need to craft that downtime so it's not like on your phone, yeah. uh, unaccompanied. It's where like rest productively, you know? It, it is. It's, it's just a constant awareness. I have an analogy, so yeah. and you'll, uh, you'll appreciate this. So when you're in the Marine Corps and you're on leave, you're still in the Marine Corps. Okay, there you go. Perfect. Okay. So you you go home, you still rep- represent the U.S. Marine uh, Corps. Yeah. You're not growing a, a, you know, a, you know, a nine-foot, sh- you know, I don't know if you can grow too long of hair on a 96, right. 96 hours for you civvies. But yeah, yeah, you're still a Marine. <laughs> yeah. And so you have to act like it. That is, that's a great analogy. All right, so let's run with that. So, so why do we have to mention that? Well, there are a lot of us, probably every guy deals with things. I call them darts um, that the mm-hmm. enemy sort of throws at us. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by being alert. So, for instance, let me tell you what it means to look for the enemy. The enemy throws at us discouragement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So, let's just take some you know illustrations of that. Like, I wake up on Monday morning, and I'm like, okay, God, I want to do better for you at my job. Um, I want to have a better, I want to have a more positive attitude. I want to do this. Well, as soon as you get to work, as soon as you pray, I want to be positive. All of a sudden, the devil's going to uh-huh. highlight all the negatives. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And if you're not careful, what are you going to say? Well, doggone it. There goes the positive day. Yeah. Like, why did I just pray for that? It's, it's, it's not happening. It's kind of like when they say, I want to pray for patience. And then, yeah. um, um, but uh, we make fun of that. But there's some of that that's partially true. But so being alert just means being aware of, of the devil's tactics. Mm-hmm. Um, if you say, I want to commit to being a better communicator to my wife, and then you do for like two days. And then in that two days, she's not as receptive as, as you would think, um, or as you would hope because you're better, or maybe she's not picking up on it. It's probably going to take longer than two days. Mm. The devil wants to step in at the end of day two when you're alone yeah. and say, well, that didn't work out so well, did it? Yeah. Like, what change do you see? You made all this change. Well, who's changing around you? You can't stop shooting those arrows. Don't stop. Man, that's such a great one. I, I wish I can't. Man, that's such an awesome story, right? Here's another one I think the devil throws at us, failure. Yeah. Um, failure is inevitable. Failure is absolutely inevitable. And do we do we like Failure, no. Now, failure could be minor things. Like I, I, I fixed everything that morning, and out of ten things that I fixed to load in my truck, I forget two of them. Mm-hmm. Some guys lose it. Yeah, like mm. they're like throwing things. They're yeah. like, I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah, and they just get they go literally ballistic on. The devil has you at that moment. Okay, here's another one. So uh, we're talking about what to be alert for: discouragement, failure, opposition. Yeah, 
Opposition is built into a fallen world. Opposition is built into a, a fallen world. The Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against us. Well, let's talk about that. First of all, that means hell's on the defensive. Two, number one, that means we should be on the offensive, okay. right? A gate is not a weapon. Uh, a gate is a deterrent. That's it's so the, the Bible. The Bible tells you and I that the devil wants to set up opposition to mm. your advancement. Yeah. So if I come across a yard that has a gate, I either have to climb over it, go around it, or I'm not allowed in. The devil wants the the best he wants to do in your life is to throw up gates mm. that prevent, sort of stop you from what maybe we, maybe you call it um, sections in the road, like which way do I go and decide? You know how do, how do I, opposition is going to get thrown up. Some of it's just natural, built up into like you know if you leave at a certain time during the day, I four is going to be packed. Right, I mean, yeah. and so you can't get on the highway and go. Why is there so many cars on the road? And, you know? it's, and, it, and it's not always going to come from external sources. It might be people close to you. Oh, that's another mm. great. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of you know everyone jokes about it in the in the universe of I guess entrepreneurship or I mean most people even just people who you know kind of grow up professionally. But it's like. You know, there's a hundred people who don't, will tell you you shouldn't or can't do something. Yeah. And then the moment that you were able to actually get it done, it was like, if anyone could do it, I knew it was you. The oh, same gosh. exact person. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it can be people that actually care for, care about you and love you, but they can also, if they're not on alert, end up being opposition. You just yeah. have to be tuned wow. into it. That is true. It does happen to folks close to you. That, some other things that, guys, you, you've got to be aware of is is not just opposition, failure, discouragement, but but rumors. Mm. Okay. So I have a number of, of course, pastors and other um, men you know, that I've talked to through the years, and I'm like, all right, I try to shape up. I try to be better at work, and and now it's like people are saying I'm in the God Squad, or he's a holy roller, mm. or you know can't bite invite him out to the golf tournaments anymore. Don't mm-hmm. take him on the deep sea fishing trip because if he does, we can't bring as much alcohol. What I'm just using some, but yeah. the devil will throw those rumors around you. He'll throw rumors in your head, like, are you sure you sh-? you know people don't think this about you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So as a reminder, the biggest battle that you and I face is is mental, and the yeah. biggest battle that you and I face is spiritual. But as Rodney said, sometimes it's not necessarily some external. It's in, in far, far away from me. It's stuff that's close to you. Here's another dart the devil throws at guys: fatigue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I deal with that one a lot. Um, what I mean by that is, is um, so if you go back to a podcast, I think we talked about effective decision making, and I said the best decisions are made out of commitment. If we don't know what we're committed to. We're not making the best decisions that aim us toward. Mm-hmm. That females are typically better at commitment, which is why they're better at making decisions, which if we're not careful can set them up to be the leader in the home. Not necessarily a bad thing, but that because guys may not be based out of commitment, they're not the best at making effective decisions. So okay. the wife has to jump in. Here's my point in fatigue. So guys sort of exhaust themselves at work, and then they come home and jump on some hobby. Yeah. I mean, just... Mm do a blanket statement like that, like a hobby. And she's had just as long of a day, mm-hmm. and yeah. now she's still having to laundry and clothes and dishes and dinner and feed the cat and mm-hmm. you know all of that stuff, and you're doing your hobby. Now, listen, I'm not against hobbies. I'm absolutely not against hobbies. It's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that you need to somehow recognize the devil wants to step in and go, you're, you're, you're tired, like sit down. 
And sometimes you have to fight that. Like sometimes yeah. you're like, I know I'm tired, but I'm going to go sit at the dinner table. Most of my hob- hobbies, you know, whatever it is, if it's like a lot of people's hobby is scrolling on Instagram. Mm. A lot of people's hobby is just like, I don't know, watching YouTube. I don't yeah. know. Whatever, like just being entertained by I, something. It distractions. You yeah. Know? Most oh, of those aren't going to give you anything. They're actually going to deplete you because you're activating your brain in a way that's not supposed to be activated. Right. Like you're just like it's so much dopamine. Yes. It's just other things aren't going to give you joy anymore. Yes. You know, and so like I see yeah. a lot of people who will be like, I just got to unwind on Instagram. And then now the rest of the day, they're just like completely like, I don't know. I'm going to say it again because I don't know in a better word, zonked for the rest of the day because right. they, they've just been, spent so much time on their hobby. Right. Yeah. So we have all of these things. We have like, you know, I feel like all of these are kind of, you said failure, opposition, rumors, fatigue. I think those are all kind of tied to discouragement as well. I think so. Yeah. I think so like, I feel point. like a lot of time when I get, when I've experienced failure, opposition, you know, that kind of stuff, I get discouraged. Right. Yeah. So how do we like, we're on the offensive and hell is on the defensive. Correct. How do we fight that? How do we get past those gates? Well, I think, you know, can't you just to borrow some scripture that we've always talked about, obviously it's it's fighting spiritual warfare, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6 and so forth. We used to watch NCIS, I think, ever since it started. It's about as old as Rayleigh is, 26 years old or something. I have no idea. But we've watched it forever. But I love what Gibbs used to say when he was on there. You know, they'd, of course, Back when always, Mark Harmon was 18. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my gosh, probably. You yeah, know, I know who that is. Within the first five, within the first thirty seconds, there's a dead body on yeah. NCS. It's very predictable. Then he comes in. He goes, "Grab your gear." I love that statement. So I say that around the house all the time when you get ready to leave. Grab oh, yeah. your gear. Honestly, that's the first thing you do to to be aware. You got to mm. grab your gear. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I heard a preacher say this years ago, and I say it all the time. And Rana always looks at me like, "Don't say it. It's not that bad." But uh, <laughs> he called them spiritual streakers. You know, oh. so guys literally go out into the world and do their job. Um, not covered spiritually, yeah. mm-hmm. and then they wonder why they're getting brutally beat up spiritually. Yeah, it's they wonder because, why they fall into sin. They wonder why they yeah. they can't fight the. Boom. They can't stand up for themselves. They can't show Christ to other people. Yes, they're not wearing. Correct. You would, you would never run into battle without weapons and systems of mm-hmm. defense, and so. But we do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you were an air conditioning tech, you would never go into the. You would never go to work in your. Um, I'm going to New Smyrna Beach. Like I've got the the tube and the the sunblock and the and the swimsuit. You you know, you would go as an AC tech. You would go with your truck with the gear needed to get the job done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take that to any industry. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a software developer, you're not going to go in without you know your computer, your laptop, your laptop, yeah. your gear. We, we know how to do it for a job. We know how to grab that. But, okay, my point is just that. You've got to grab your gear. The Bible tells us that. No need to repeat it. Ephesians 6, you put on the armor of God. Yeah. Now, one little side note. The Bible before that says, before you ever get to Ephesians 6, you've got Ephesians 5, which tells you to be filled with the Spirit. So here's what you do. You wake up in the morning. You say, Heavenly Father, fill me today. Give me wisdom and discernment. Help me to recognize the darts. And then you put on the armor. And what's the devil going to try to do every morning? He's going to say, you know what? No, that's not going to do anything. Yes. You're speaking to yourself right now. Yes. He's going to he's going to try to give you those lies, but you, that's when that's when you have to be alert. Yes. It's because it's that morning when you're waking up that it's going to be a fight. It's it's not it doesn't start in the middle of the day. Yes. You know, no. it starts when you first wake up. Boom. Exactly. And that's why you've been saying this so yes. much. That's why you've been saying this is about this is a battle. We're in a we're in a fight. Manhood is a battle. 
we have to be aware of that as soon as we wake up. Yeah. Yes. And I, you know, we get kind of a lot of times, which I appreciate when you bring this up in, in, in sermons, but we get caught up also into saying, you know, like, like, like the devil is just raging, you know, raining, <laughs> uh, you know, arrows on us. Right. We are our own worst enemy. In mm-hmm. some cases. Our yeah. sinful human nature and our sinful inclinations is the sin that we're battling. Right. Not, you know, he just, he just runs around, he and his minions lay the breadcrumbs down, we pick them up. Right. And so. In so many cases. Yeah. Right. We're, we're like, you're, 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 you're. The one enemy that you have to face on a on a minute basis is is right. yourself. Yeah, you know what? That's a great little analogy. My my head immediately went to a picture of my head. It's going to be hard for me to pick up those breadcrumbs if one hand has the sword of the spirit, the other hand is holding the shield of faith. Mm. That's pretty good. And I, and I don't want to bend. It's, it's a lot harder to bend over when I'm yeah. weighted down with armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? You're so going to be on track if you're have the armor and the and the sword and the oh, shield. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's easier. to to sin when I've dressed myself to be prey to sin. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. when I'm dressed in the spirit, it's harder to deviate from that path. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I just, that's awesome. That's a, that's and a good think analogy. think about like the, the descriptions. Like one of the most valuable things we can do is in life or not, if, if not the most valuable, is staying in the word. Yeah. But notice it's called the gospel of peace. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Peace of any description. Right. It wasn't the the gospel of, you know, uh of of you know, artillery. Right. It was called peace. So we're in these situations where warfare can easily happen. Right. Where where, you know, things can become hostile or aggressive really bad. And the one thing that can just completely pour cold water on that is the yeah. word of God. Yep. So how do you stay in the fight? How do you how, recognizing manhood is warfare? It is a constant battle, but instead of it being in a like Jordan said, living in a constant state of anxiety, you got to be aware of things mm-hmm. the devil's going to throw at you. So if you're just now jumping into the podcast or stepped out to a business meeting, you want to get caught back up. All right, you pause. You hit pause. We're trying to identify how to overcome discouragement, failure, opposition, rumors, fatigue. Those are just some of the darts. So you, you got to grab your gear. You got to gear up. You can't be a spiritual streaker and expect um, that the devil won't hit you. Here's another one. And uh, guys, you got to get this. Get your head in the fight. Yeah. Okay. Get yeah. your head in the fight. It is so many podcasts have been on this head issue for guys because I think that's a big issue. It is. Yeah. So that one of the things that makes us good at being <clears throat> men is we won't we won't spend a whole lot of time thinking we'll react. Mm. So for instance, if a bomb goes off, boom, we're there. I was yeah. just telling my, you know, family the other day, I think Jacob was in the room about boot camp, how this one drill instructor was the goofiest drill instructor of all when he was calling cadence. He was just ridiculous. And then literally six feet away, lightning struck a palm tree, just blew it up. Wow. Everybody else hit the ground, you know. He was still standing. <laughs> And he was like, flashlights, like he cut them light beams. He put light beams, light beams on your face. And that's all he said. He, I, I watched him. Like, like at, first, at first, I was like, what happened? He, he didn't jump. He stayed standing. Yeah. And immediately, he knew what to do, like light beams. And, he, and, he, and we put them on our face. He goes, all right, we're all here. Back in formation. Let's go. Now, the funny thing about this guy, he could not call cadence worth a squat. <laughs> But on that in, on that moment, he called Cadence like nobody's business, and we all started laughing. And he didn't like 
he didn't like it, uh, get us in, we didn't get in trouble for laughing at that moment. He let us laugh. So my oh, whole wow. point in all that is like his head was in the game constantly. Yeah. Mm. And it wasn't like he was spending a lot of effort doing it. It just became natural to him. Okay, yeah. the Bible says this this way. You and I have to take captive every thought, every thought, every thought, every thought. Mm. Now, if you've ever started a new workout program, you want to give up the first three days, if yeah. not the first 21 days. Right, yeah. Taking captive every thought takes a number of days to before it becomes a discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But once mm. you've disciplined your mind to take captive every thought, it just becomes second nature. I'm just saying, I'm just telling you right now, the biggest thing I think men deal with is keeping their head in the game. Mm, yeah. Keeping their head in the game. Rodney said it earlier, like we're so concerned about a, a return on investment ROI mm. that if we don't see something coming back um, earlier, I don't know if you said in the podcast or in the, in the conversation before the podcast, but that was an amazing statement. Like we are so return on investment oriented. Yeah. Okay, sometimes in spiritual warfare, you're not going to see that return immediately. Mm-hmm. It's not. That doesn't mean your head just goes out. Yeah. Okay? But the more you practice taking captive every thought, guys, I'm just telling you, keep your head in the game. Manhood is warfare. The devil never takes a break. There should be no pause in your walk because the devil will pounce on that pause. Got to get your head in the game. Why? We know this, spiritually speaking. The primary battlefield that the Bible speaks of in Ephesians is in your head. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the majority of conversations happen. Okay, that's where discouragement starts. Yep. That's where failure attacks you. Mm. That's where opposition hits. It all starts in your head. Yeah. When there's rumors about you, you know, like somebody's talking good about you, bad about you. Are they talking about you? Are they not talking about you? Did I say the right thing? Did I not say the right thing? Where does that all play out? In your head. Mm-hmm. You're driving home from work and you're going, did I say the right thing? Is Did I close the deal? Um, did I respond quickly enough? All those conversations that happen in your head. That is the primary battleground. And a lot of that is, 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 is instead of thinking about how you can do things better, it's just focusing on how you did things bad. And oh, that's, yes. that's part of taking every thought captive. Yes. Instead of going on the rabbit trail, rabbit hole or whatever, of keeping keep going deeper on how you do things bad and keep discouraging yourself. Oh, yeah. We, we just talked about that. Like, yes. th- this is the downside of human focus self assessment. Yeah. yeah. You, you talk about a, you know, bubble of confirmation bias. You're, you're, yeah. you're in your defected state evaluating your defected state. Yes. And oh, my so, God. And, and you're just in a vicious loop of, of, Beating up every That's little thing. Say yeah. that one more time, if you can remember what you said. Say in, that one more time. In your defective state, you're hyper-evaluating your defected state. And that's just a loop that doesn't yeah. stop. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Unless that's, you do what? Take yeah. captive boom, every, every thought. thought. Yeah. That's how that loop stops. Wow. Yeah. So well said. Now, here's another one that's closely akin to ca- taking captive every thought. You have to avoid all distractions. Yeah. Mm. I think we said it, you know, Jordan said it like in our downtime, we scroll. That that can be a distraction. Uh, maybe it's an Xbox. Maybe it's maybe it's, you know, loading, reloading bullets. I don't I don't have a clue. Maybe it's, you know, taking the dog for a walk. None of those things are bad things. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, because I'm, I'm so I guess you know um, ministry oriented, uh, much much of my you know feed is like sermons or worship mm-hmm. songs, and I'll get the occasional really stupid post and you know that's thrown in there or something like that mm-hmm. of either something I was talking about, right? Worship fails. Yeah, worship fails. <laughs> yeah, we get those a lot and so forth. My my point is is this. 
hobbies aren't bad. Yeah. yeah. But even in the hobby, you have to recognize there can be um, distractions. Let me yeah. end where we sort of started on this. Um, 2 Timothy 2, he says, don't let yourself become tied up in worldly affairs. Mm, yeah. I'll be honest. I quit waking up and watching the news, and I quit going to bed watching the news years ago, and oh it gosh, changed yeah. how I sleep, and mm-hmm. it changed how I wake up. Now, that doesn't mean at some point during the day I don't look at the news, but um, I can I can so easily get caught up in worldly affairs that that can taint and jade me on how I preach and on how I minister. Yeah, I have to let God be the first one to define the world to me and the last one yeah. Yeah. during the mm-hmm. day to define the world for me. That's good. If not, I can get caught up just like you guys can go out here and buy 14 years of Patriot food supply because the world's going to end tomorrow, and I'm trying to stock up gold in my car everywhere I can. Yeah. You know, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. And uh, that's a like, rabbit hole. I mean, that, oh, that's a rabbit hole. Yeah. And I mean, talking about being aware of spiritual warfare and like warfare in general, you have to be aware that these things, like the news, your phone. Uh, Xbox yeah. or any of these things that are, they're designed to keep you there because yeah. they're not, like you can tell, you know, like the news is free, right? right. Instagram is free, but right. it's not. This because was not they, a plug for Patriot Food Supplies. What? <laughs> Unless Patriot Food Supplies is listening. <laughs> not a sponsor. Yeah. Food. I mean, we, I'd thing? like to be sponsored. I don't oh, know. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, feel but, free to contact But us. for real, like these things are yeah, all, yeah, yeah. Keep going. That's they're right. all trying to eat up your time, but you got to be you got to have that mission mindset of where you want your time to be spent. Do you Correct, want it to right. be spent on your hobbies with air quotes, or do you want it to be spent on your real mission and your real fight? Yeah. You need to keep that in your back pocket in student ministry um, someday. Cause what you did, I don't know if you meant to say it this way. Maybe you did. Maybe in my head, tell just it went, back to me so I can hear it. Maybe I just went <laughs> that way in sort of teaching mode, but you said the news is free, but it's not. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I was going the, to, huh? on the same thing. It's not free. Because you're giving it your time, boom, your attention. Yep, and that's what, like, you know, I mean, that's the currency they're taking. They're, correct, they're getting ad money on it. There, right. there you go. It's free, but it's not free. But yet, beyond just the ad money as well, like you said, but even to what that's where I was going, where Jacob was going, like, it's it's costing you time. It's cost hundred like, percent that free that free feed, whatever it may be. It may not be necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. Like we often think bad is just pornography, or we think bad right. is 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 um, you know bad language and so forth. Bad can just be the simple. Yeah. can be addiction to watching college football on Saturday. Yeah. All day it, long. It and can be addiction long. to it's, hilarious memes. Yes. <laughs> Which I think, okay, never mind. I think I'm addicted. Oh. <laughs> no, that's just the thing. We're sitting around some goofy I'm stuff a, right I'm now. addicted to worship fails. Oh. Like, I, the way that I've funny. been trying to work hard on this, and it's not easy is being present in every single thing that you're supposed to be present doing. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, an example would be I'm waiting on something coming back with, you know, with Brandy or something I'm working right. on and I'm supposed to be with the kids. Mhm. And my inclination is or you know, has this come in? Has this come in? I haven't seen yeah. an email yet to keep yeah. checking. And that's just a gateway. You right. turning your device on or looking at your device, you're going to find something that's going to get your attention. You've literally, literally, you have to say, "I want to be present with my kids." God's got right. all that other stuff. Put it down, park it, move on. If I'm having a conversation with my wife, 
I'm going to focus 100% on the conversation with my wife. I'm not going to let my kids right. come in and immediately distract that and get me off center. Or I'm going to listen to the episode of Front Sight when they talk about how to have good time with your kids. Yes. That's what I'm yes. going to do. Yeah. I think go. that's why I'm going to apply this. Go back and listen to that. <laughs> No, but I mean, again, some, none, none of these things are necessarily bad. College football isn't bad and something that is in and of itself. It's just being aware. Mm-hmm. Is it a distraction that the, the devil can plant something um, in my head, in my heart, uh, that will pull me away? I think the biggest lesson, uh, I think, is just one more time, guys. This is a fight. And guys, you should like that because most guys are you. You 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 recognize like the ability, like it's built in you to stand up for your family, stand up for yourself. But literally, it starts with the in the spiritual area. It's a battle of your mind um, and in your heart. Stay in the game. Stay in the fight. It is warfare, and we need biblical men, godly men, fighting that fight to advance the front, the kingdom of God. In their job, in their home, in their heart, in their life, in their walk, in everything they do. So, yeah, one more time, we're praying that you stay faithful, focused, and fearless. That is the entire premise of Front Sight. Man, this was good today. Yeah. You know, you just said that, and it reminded yeah. me that there's like this other saying that has a bunch of three Fs. I don't really? know. It's like family, freedom, faith. <laughs> uh, faith. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. And yeah. I see that, I'm like, no, nah, that should not say that. That should ah, say... <laughs> nice. That should say... Wait, faithful, yes. focus, fearless. Yes, yeah, you got it. There it is. <laughs> I'm so many, so many words in my head right now. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you just wanted to rewrite the whole uh, the the script that came out on that. No, I get that. I'm I'm with you. I think we should take that over. I think I think I'm gonna start making shirts that are just like a parody of that, but with faithful, focus, fearless. Mm. You know, I don't know. I just if you stick around this long, then you get to hear the strategy that this I have in long? my head. Jacob, roll the music. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go, guys. We're on our way out. Man, have a great day. Have a great week. We pray blessings over you guys. Again, faithful, focus, fearless. Share, like, subscribe. Yes.